Can we just send him after her? <laughs> yeah, we're <laughs> I mean, hey, there's a bus. Between the years of grade school and high school, there was an age undreamed of. And unto this, two best friends discover the world's most popular fantasy role-playing game. It is I, their game master, who alone will attempt to recreate that same magic for a younger generation. Let me tell you of the days of old school adventure. This is a bit very, really good as. Welcome to the OSR Adventures Podcast. I'm your Game Master, Paul Schultz. OSR, or Old School Revival Games, are rules-light role-playing game systems highly inspired by the golden age of role-playing games. This season, my friend Steve Vinson, his kids Eli and Simone, and my stepson Aiden Canola will be playing Chris Gonnerman's Basic Fantasy Role-Playing Game, available at basicfantasy.org. This season's adventure, The Lost Temple of the Frog God, is an original campaign by yours truly. In this episode, The Falling Star, Hummus, Rudy, and Jason head into the woods in search of the Lost Temple, while Rudy remains inclined to protect the old hermit and his cat from the town's more unsavory residence. Our episode begins deep in the woods. As the sun rises, head west out of town. If you follow the sun till it's directly overhead, you should reach the shores of a river cutting a path through the forest. Follow the river southwest. After a while, the river will head west once again. Continue to follow the river, and by nightfall of the second day, you should reach a clearing wherein the ruins stand not too far from the river. These words echo in the back of your mind as you make your way through the forest. By noon, your feet are hurting, your backs are aching, you hear the, the purling sound of a river up ahead, and you're kind of winding your way through the forest. There's no discernible road, this is just nature we're talking about. And you come upon a river cutting a path through the forest. It's about noon, what do you guys do? Maybe we should have breakfast. <laughs> we don't <laughs> need food. That <laughs> sounds pretty good right now. Considering nobody ate breakfast. We don't need food. We had one breakfast, yes. Okay. But what about <laughs> second breakfast? I think your thief has an eating disorder. <laughs> Dude, trigger warning. <laughs> <laughs> we should check out the river. You know, you might be able to get some fish out of it if you want to eat fish as opposed to dried salted meat to bring your blood pressure up. All right, let's go check it out. Yeah, let's go check out the river. At this junction of it, it's probably maybe 30 feet across. It's clear from the looks of things, if you can trust refraction in water, it's probably knee-deep in the center. Sit by the river and go fishing. Okay, so you have no fishing gear, but uh, you... have spirits. So yeah. You have a spirit, don't you? You want to catch one? Oh. Aiden, are you at the river with them too? Uh, yes, but I will mention I'm not very skilled with spears. <laughs> okay. okay. Ooh, I got one. All right. You pull out like a big old bluegill, you know, looking all pretty. What about uh, Rudy? Is Rudy fishing? I did try to catch a fish, but I didn't get one. Good job, Rudy. 
Meanwhile, Jason and, and Jason and Hummus are like, look what I have caught. Like Tom Hanks and Castaway. Yeah. I, I tried bonking another one, but I just splashed the water. You're you're taking pictures for your dating profile. As you're setting about putting your sticks together to start your fire and your skin and the fish, you know, and adding your seasoning and stuff, you hear off in the bushes, like kind of like a little bit of a rustling sound. And the three of you notice this figure emerges from the trees. He's tall, skinny. His armor kind of is reminiscent of like like a conquistador. He's got a, a small one-handed crossbow in one hand, and he wears this helmet that's basically like a wide-brimmed metal helmet that shadows most of his face. What do you do? Oh, boy. What's the fish? Says, no. Where's the one called Clover? That's a good question. <laughs> Can we just send him after her? <laughs> yeah, <we're> like, <laughs> hey, there's a bus. Let's throw her under that. <laughs> well, as you can see, they're not here. Yeah, maybe it's like not here. <laughs> Everybody gives me gives me an intelligence check. You need a fifteen or better. Well, I got a one. Dummy. <laughs> <laughs> I got a nineteen because I am so intelligent. <laughs> well, you are a wizard, you know. Yes. <laughs> I did not make it. The wizard, he he almost shits his robe. When he realizes, he recognizes by what he sees versus descriptions he's heard that this is the infamous bounty hunter known as Scourge. Yeah. Scourge Jenkins. Scourge. And Scourge tells you that the folks back in that rat hole town told me that she left with you guys, but I don't see her here, so somebody's lying. Where is she? Uh, Can I just throw my spear at him? If you're going to motion like you're going to throw them, we're going to throw it on initiative. I got a 23 then. I got a two. <laughs> this is this is sad. I got a 13. So Jason, what do you do? I have him save her spell. Um, yeah, he makes it. Do we know but who Scourge is? I'm sorry. You, well, uh, Jason does. So then when you're like bibbity bobbity boo, and he's like, uh, what the hell was that? And he fires his crossbow at you, Aiden. Pachoo! The the quarrel goes flying over your head and sticks in a tree across the river. Boy, yeah, 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 yeah. You're not a good bounty hunter. <laughs> Hummus. Oh, crap. <laughs> Got me in a situation. I wish I had brought those uh, law enforcement grade zip ties. <laughs> but I left them all at the Capitol on January 6th. Because <laughs> I'm like, I don't know who this guy is. But he did just shoot at my friend. There is that. I just wish I had some sort of restraint device. Let's see if I could get him to calm down. I'm a class 16. Hey, I made it. All right, so you've got him. This round, nothing can happen. Next round, uh, we'll do opposing strength checks to see who, if he can break right. out. Rudy. Now that I've got him restrained. All right, well, I'm going to walk up to him and stab him with my spear. <laughs> I'm not going to throw it. I'm... Well, he's restrained, so his armor class is only 15 now. 20. Oh. Natural 20. That's double damage, so. There we go. Five. <laughs> Yeah, he uh, lets out one of those because you pretty much you got him pretty good, but he's still up, Jason. Because he's still holding his crossbow, right? Uh, he's got it in his hand. Yeah. I have can my I, arms around him. Yeah. In a can loving I, embrace. Could I ca try uh, cantripping grease in his hands to make sure. him lose his grip on the uh, crossbow? Oh, <laughs> uh, he drops it. 
Yeah. Nice. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> He's probably at this moment like, what in the actual TF is going on here? Steve, what's your what's Hummus's strength? Eighteen. Okay, so let me see if he breaks free. Nope. Hummus, what do you do? By way of a fourth wall piercing explanation, the reason <laughs> I grabbed him in the first place is I had no idea who this guy was. I thought he might have just wanted to have a conversation. That's a good plan. And so, uh, since I still don't know who he is, <laughs> and, I, mm -hmm. and I'm like, just some random dude walks up on us and we start attacking him. Uh, I'm just gonna ask him, what is his business with this person he he's referring to? He says, it is business. Her parents hired me to bring her home. Rudy. I don't like this guy and I don't care <laughs> if he's alive, so. Wait, what does it take to kill this guy? I'm gonna stab him again. Are you, are you guys cool with this? Well, there's not much I can do. I mean, yeah. I, 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 I'd rather question him, but. I'm trying to question him, but Rudy's trying to kill him, and Rudy's gonna do what Okay, Rudy's we gonna, can question him. Rudy's gonna do what Rudy's no, gonna okay, do. No, okay, I just hold my spear up, pointing at him so I can question him. That works. Yeah. All right. He basically, like, does the reverse headbutt, whap, into your, into your face with his I helmet. <laughs> For two points damage. All right, kill him. Give me a strength roll, Steve. I rolled a one. <laughs> the shock to having your face smashed into causes you to release him, right. and he stumbles forward and draws his sword with, with his not slippery hand. Jason, what do you do? I'm going to grease his hands again. <laughs> <laughs> nope, he manages to hold yeah. on to it, uh, Jason. He comes Ooh. after you. There must have been a little bit of grease on his hand. Poof, the sword goes flying off into the woods. There it goes. <laughs> I just sit there and laugh. <laughs> Almost. I attack him with my two-handed sword. Hit. I rolled a natural 20. Eight. Basically, you just gut him like a fish, and his innards come spilling out onto the... Ooh, let's cook that. Onto the that reminds his me. <laughs> yeah. And he just kind of falls to his knees, and then... Poof, hits the ground. Search him for gold and other valuable things. As you're patting him down, you do find that he, he has a quiver full of quarrels for his crossbow and a hundred gold pieces on him. And that's about it. What about the thief? Do you want the crossbow or? All right, cool. I'll take that. After you wipe the grease off of it. All right. Since Clover the Chaste is not here, I'll take the uh, gold pieces. Okay. Uh, Aiden, what do you do? I start making my food. Okay. <laughs> As you're cooking your fish, you're talking about how you'd heard that Scourge was a pretty ruthless bounty hunter, and you can't imagine why Clover's parents would send the likes of him after her. I heard Clover's parents are a-holes, especially probably. her dad. Probably. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right, so you clear your plates, right. and you get on your merry way. So it's like a two-day trip. We yeah. could probably shorten it if we built a boat, but it would probably take us three days to build a boat. So, Well, also remember that it would have to be a flatbed boat because at the deepest, it looks like this river is only about knee deep. So what do you guys think? Just kind of walk that walk down the river? Let's do it. All right. So we, we head on down the river. What time is it now? It was noon when we started fighting this mysterious Yeah, it's scourge. probably like what we would consider one o'clock in the afternoon. So I'd suggest yeah. we walk for a few hours and then find a good place to camp. Okay. You follow the river until eventually it starts to head off 
in a more western direction, winding your way through, you know, the trees and over the rolling terrain. Eventually, as evening starts to set in, you come upon this huge cropping of rocks that are like, some of them are as much as 15 feet high. They're kind of just popped up like mushrooms all over the area. There's smaller ones, larger ones, and they even like spread out across the river. And there's a couple, there's a couple rocks on the other side of the river as well. It is close to evening and you're warned that the woods are treacherous in the evening. What do you do? Dead. You are pretty wore out. You've been walking literally all day. I guess we could set up a watch. Since it's heading towards evening, do we just want to eat our rations so nothing gets alerted by like a campfire? Sounds good to me. Cold camp. Jason will volunteer to do first watch because he'll like study up on stuff. All I right. know that old that old trick. My my one of my first overnight Boy Scout camps. My brother told me always take the first watch, and I was like, why? He's like, trust me, take the first watch. <laughs> So I took the first watch and uh, nobody went to bed during my watch. Like we just all stayed up like yeah, shooting the shit and everything. And then, you know, it's like, okay, who's next? Like and the rest of us went to bed. You know? yeah. So yeah. basically I didn't have to take a watch. So yep. good call, Jason. <laughs> good call. All right, Aiden. So nothing, nothing happens. You're like, you know, studying your books and scrolls and nibbling on some leftovers. And eventually, you know, you start doing the sleepy nod. So you kick awake your companion. Huh, huh, huh. I didn't kill nobody. Man, if you wake up every morning, huh, what? I didn't kill nobody. That's how I wake up. That's <laughs> how true. I wake up. This morning was hilarious. Uh, all right, Thomas, you're snacking, slapping yourself, you know, I'm, trying to I'm try. eating bugles. Bugles are good. They kind of melt. We, we all wake up to the bag, like, you know, wrestling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hummus is sitting against a rock. He's though there was bugles on his fingers. I'll get you, my pretty. And he happens to notice out of the corner of his eye, there's this little goblin dude ruffling through some of Jason's stuff. And you see him and he sees you. It's like, uh, uh. Do you have any bugles? <laughs> he is going to attempt to take off running into the bushes. Just Steve, give me an initiative roll. Natural 20. Oh, my God. I'm on fire today. Yeah. Yes, you are. And he's the opposite of on fire. He, he goes to turn the runaway, but what do you do before then? Like, how far away is he? You guys are kind of camped close together, so he's maybe like 15 feet away. All right. All right. Charge him with my two-handed sword. Armor class 14. It's a hit. I rolled another natural 20. I'm never departing with this dice again. This dice... I've rolled 20s on it like three times. Do your damage. I do not like this 10-sider. <laughs> it is a six. You get up on him and you take a whack at him and you basically cut, almost cut him in half. He just nice. dies horribly. <laughs> at this point, your companions hear the, the calamity and Jason opens his eyes as you're like standing over him like, what's going on as you're like bloody sword and there's a goblin laying next to him dead and rudy jumps up eyes open he's like i didn't kill anyone and i say go back to sleep sweet go prince <laughs> <laughs> off in the distance like say maybe another 15 20 feet away are like shrubs and bushes and they kind of rustle and you hear like squealing pig kind of sounds Wee! squeal like a pig they're awake now right yeah everybody's awake Okay. All right, let's go. Rudy didn't kill nobody. 
Did the goblin a... grab anything from me? I'll look over him. You noticed that like he had your one of your pouches open, but it doesn't look like you got anything out of it. One of us should stay behind at the camp while I'll stay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and Jason, you can come with me if you want, but I'm gonna go I'm gonna go check out what, what the what's the noise. Hamas is gonna go check out the noise and see what's what's up. Yeah, I'll follow along. All right. Okay. You see these little, they're scurrying around. A couple more goblins, they round the corner of the, the, the stone that you're camped up against and seem to disappear behind some bushes up against the big rock. The big rock that we're camping up against? Yeah, I mean, it's, this thing's huge. I say, hoy, who goes there? I don't know, the word hoy seems appropriate hoy. in this circumstance. You're answered with frogs and crickets. Huh. Uh, and the occasional, who goes there? <laughs> <laughs> and you park the bushes, and you can see that the rock facade has a small-ish cave hidden, you know, hidden behind the bushes. So you figure they probably scurried into the hole. I know it's fraught with risk, but I don't. I don't feel like you know getting pilfered multiple times tonight. So. <laughs> So I would like to do a little pilfer protection and, and check it out. Jason, I'm going to recommend you hang back. Who knows what will happen when I go in this cave, but uh, I'm going to go check out the cave to see if I can. Um, I okay. have 60 foot, actually, I have 60 foot dark vision. Can I oh. see in there? You see, because you have moonlight, which gives you a little bit of source to, of light, you see that it is a tunnel that kind of probably lowers into the ground about maybe at like a 30 degree kind of a grade. It's wide enough to probably maybe tunnel rat your way down. These goblin creatures just kind of scurried into it rather easily. You'd probably have, if you were going to enter it, you'd probably have to kind of hunker down and kind of scurry along under it. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll let Hummus know what I can see. So, so you're saying that it's too narrow for me to? No, you can get you can get through. It's just the, the goblins fit through it easily. You would kind of have to uh, Chuck Berry walk through it. <laughs> Is there some way we could block this up? You could probably get some branches and stuff like that, and maybe build up a, a dam against it. Let's, let's try that. Rudy, your companions have been gone for a while, and you're hearing hacking sounds out in the woods. What do you do? I'll come over there reluctantly. Right. You see hummus and Jason just cutting branches off of trees like they're building a dam against uh, this little hole in the wall at the base of the rock. What are you guys doing? <laughs> We're going to block the goblins in the cave. So they don't come out and bother us. All, All right. right, how can I help? You can go guard the camp like, like we asked you to. Okay, I go back. Uh, Rudy, roll initiative. Ooh. 15. From the other side of the large rock comes this huge, roid-raged-up goblin, about six and a half, seven feet tall. He's got chunks of metal on him that that, uh, you can kind of see are stitched on with leather straps through his skin. And in his hand, he's carrying this mace. He comes at you screaming. As he's screaming, if you two guys want to give me an intelligence check. I got a 10. All right, I got an 11. Hummus and Jason, you hear this savage kind of snarling roar coming from back around where where your camp is. Yeah. And Rudy, this dude comes down on you with his mace, and he just misses you. Like, thump, the mace hits the ground as you kind of roll away. What do you do? I've got that one-hand crossbow, so we're going to use that. 
Nice. Well, that's just it. You didn't load it, so it's gonna take you a round to load it. You can either take your round to do that, or you can do something else. I'll take my round to do that. Now everybody roll an ish. 22. I'm never, I'm gonna sleep Nine. with this dice. I'm, I'm <laughs> taking it to bed with me. I'm sleeping. I got a 19. Okay, Hummus, what do you do? You hear the screaming, yelling, growl, and the sounds of combat coming from where your camp is. I do whatever any red-blooded Valerian would do. I run toward the combat, not right. away from it, like All some right. liberal demon crap. All right. So, <laughs> you, you get around the rock and you see this gigantic, seven foot tall, roided out goblin with pieces of armor just kind of stitched onto his actual skin with like nice. leather straps. And he's carrying this mace in his hand. Does he have a ball gag too? Because. That would just complete the outfit. <laughs> Attack him with my two-handed sword. All right, his armor class is 15. That's a hit. All right. Nine. Jason. What did the dude do? Is he even, did he even grunt? Oh, he took he took some damage. Yeah, you. Okay. Yeah, he's right. just. You figure this. He's on the good drugs, and he's mm. barely feeling it. Bad salt. Can I like conjure like using a cantrip again? Mm-hmm. Cantrip like some sand into his eyes. No, he you he's he's irritated by it, but he's like I mean to look at him, he probably sleeps in sand, so it doesn't really slow him down. It's just kind of like you see him like wipe his kind of you know okay. wipe his eyes. Steve, you're right up on him, so he's gonna attack you. Okay, <laughs> he comes down on you and just blam, and when he hits you, the head of his mace explodes into a fireball, and you take six points of damage. So that puts me in negative two. Ooh, why didn't you tell anybody you were hurting? <laughs> uh, hummus went down. Hummus is down. I repeat, hummus is down. Now, I can only imagine hummus as Gerard Butler now. <laughs> Rudy, what do All you right, do? Well, I have my crossbow loaded up, so All let's right. shoot it at the bad dude. Four. Wow. Off it. You hear like, woohoo, woohoo. Yeah. Well, it was my first time using it. That's true. We're going to find an owl in a well. <laughs> Jason, what do you do? I'm going to try to like rub the hummus and try to pull him out. All right. That leaves Rudy. What do you do? You, it's going to take you around to reload your crossbow. I, I'll uh, throw my spear at him. All right. You pick it up off the ground. Give it a chuck. Come on. Oh, good. Okay, 13. Bum, bum, ba <laughs> It grazes off of his armor and flies off a little bit to his right. He then charges after you. All right. Uh, but he misses. Actually, I got that out of order, but let's just keep going. Jason? Can mm -hmm. I try binding him? Sure. Hummus, Rudy, I'm sorry. Hummus, Jason <laughs> has, has managed to get your wounds bound up. Huh. And you're... Am I also determined or am I just bound? Just bound. Okay. And that's okay. You're into it. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'll pay extra for that. You've got a couple. You've got a couple of uh, hit points, and you. But you're a little bit on the. Uh... Well, as I'm binding him, I'll tell, like when he wakes up, I'll be like, "Hey, I got something for you." So. All right. Wait, what? Um, Rudy, what do you do? Okay, battle axe. All right. Natural nineteen, so twenty. So do your damage. One d three. Yeah, he's still up, but you made contact. Hummus, you're now awake, a little bit dazed, glad to be alive. All right. I'm going to celebrate my newfound consciousness by attacking with my two-handed sword. <laughs> Hit. I swear to God, Eli can back me up. 
because he he can see these numbers. I am rolling great numbers. They're real tonight. Made up for by a one on a ten sider. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, your companion just jumped up off the ground, decided he didn't care, and just charged willy nilly. By the towards... way, thank you for helping me with with waking me back up. <laughs> he says as he's hacking into your attack. Yeah. He says, "Thanks for waking me up." Um, <laughs> how hurt is the guy looking? Uh, he's pretty jacked up. He's still standing, but he's pretty jacked up. He's probably on something that it doesn't matter how much damage he's taking. Yeah, he's on bath salts. It doesn't matter yeah. how much damage he's taking. He's, you know, he's still up. That's why he's so naked. That's why he's so naked. When you're on he's bath salts, a high degree like, of you, nakedness. Get, you get really hot. You, you burn up. Uh, I'll throw a dagger at him. Cause I don't really want to get in melee range with him. <laughs> 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 uh, that's a nat 20. Do your damage. And I have five points of damage. Okay. When you hit him, he does the R2D2, boom, and just falls over backwards with a dagger sticking in him. It's on the reflexes. All right. I'm going to go retrieve my dagger. All right. <laughs> you pull the dagger out, you get that little fountain of blood from the, the motion. Uh, so, how low are you, uh, Hummus? I have two hit points out of 10. Yeah, he's pretty okay. jacked up. I pull out a bottle. Take a swig of this. Just just pretend you're in college. Here, drink this. I look at Rudy and say, it's okay. He knows me. And I take <laughs> it. Bottoms up. Bloop. Eight. You feel a little better about yourself. Uh, well, you know what? Don't let me forget. I will buy you some more glugs next time we get to the <laughs> glug store. This is all that she said. Anybody still tired? Do we go back to bed? Or do we want to fi- finish clogging up the cave? Or... We should finish um, the cave. Let's quickly finish the cave, and then we can head back the rest. I hand my bugles to <laughs> Rudy, because it's the watch bugles. Okay. That's right. So while you're trying to sleep, you get you keep getting woke up to the crunching sound of the bugles. <laughs> <laughs> the night passes without further incident. The yeah. sun comes streaming through the trees of the forest, waking you. You have this scene of carnage laying around you. There's a gigantic goblin. Uh, everybody give me an intelligence check. Gigantic Goblin was my uh, band name in college. <laughs> oh. I got an eight. Four, fourteen. Uh, fourteen. Rudy and Hummus recognize from what you've been, what you've heard, that this creature is a bugbear. Bugbear. Ah. It's just a. It's basically a roided-out goblin. There is the matter of the spectacular mace that it hit you with. I'll take the spectacular mace. Hummus, you notice there's some weird inscription on the haft of the mace that you can't quite make out. There's some sort of lettering on it. Can I attempt to read magic on it? Sure. 18. The words on the handle say falling star in some strange ancient language. And on that note, we'll bring the game to a close. Cool. You've been listening to the OSR Adventures podcast. Brought to you by Big Broccoli Studios. Music by Yakish Gandhi. For more podcasts from Big Broccoli Studios, visit BigBroccoliStudios.com. Be sure to check out our next episode, Beneath the Temple of the Frog God. <laughs>